Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus was saying, hey, I'm right here. I'm right in front of you. The kingdom is right here in the midst of you. really celebrating and the truth of the matter is our emphasis should be on the incarnation I I believe our emphasis should be and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth our emphasis is on the incarnation of the son of God the coming of the kingdom in this place today amen i'm so glad that you are here today on this uh christmas weekend we this is a christmas eve eve and uh what an exciting time and it's just good to be in the house of the lord to celebrate the true reason for the season and uh, i'm glad you're here today and i'm glad all of our visitors are here today can we give our visitors a hand clap today thank you for joining us amen we are just delighted to have you and we just hope that you feel welcome and that you uh, feel the presence of the lord in this place amen we're going to dismiss the children at this time the young people are staying down this morning Uh, just one service today so our super church over in the fellowship hall you are dismissed at this time the children are dismissing go ahead and grab your bibles if you would and turn with me to luke 17 i don't know about you but i would much rather hear our pastor preach this morning But this man has worked a thousand hours this past week. (laughs) And uh, I would I would much rather hear him today. But uh, he has he has been through it. And uh, we're just glad that you're here today. (laughs) Amen. All of you online shoppers, he thanks you. He was over at our house last night and Mallory said, she goes, I'm still waiting on one gift and it's coming Monday. And he goes, you're the one. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's good to see him here. Amen. Good to be here. Luke 17, 11. We'll start at verse 11 and we'll read to 21. I can't help but just to notice how every song is just lined up today. Uh, with the word of God that I feel and I'm so appreciative of that the Bible says and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee and as he entered into a certain village there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said Jesus master have mercy on us 
And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, When the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. And I just want to title my message this morning just simply, The Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God. Amen. Would you lay your Bible down and just help me pray this morning for the Lord's will to be done? Lift up your voice in this place. In Jesus' name, Lord, we come before you today. God, we're so thankful for the privilege it is just to stand in your presence. God, we just pray right now for you to minister in this place, God. I pray that you would open up our hearts this morning. Help us to hear and to see, God, what you're doing in this hour, God. I pray that we would all, God, be witnesses of your majesty and of your glory, God. Touch our hearts today, God. Help us to truly see the kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated in this place. I love this time of year. I mean, if you know me, you know anything about me, you know that I absolutely love this time of year. And the funny thing about this time of year is I think that it's, it's actually starting earlier and earlier. There are some days uh, I feel like Christmas has already come and gone because we have been literally celebrating since October. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It's starting earlier and earlier, and and I love it. And there's something special about this time of year. There's some really distinct things about this time of year. Some things that they, some things that prey on those areas of nostalgia and in our minds and in our hearts. And I can remember being a kid and being so excited on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Just who am I kidding? I'm still excited on Christmas Eve. I can almost barely go to sleep. But I remember those nights as a child and and not being able to go to sleep on Christmas Eve, and I I believe it was the first time I was ever introduced to NyQuil, uh, because (laughs) I'm not hooked on NyQuil or anything, but that was the first time I was ever introduced to NyQuil, because I really wanted to go to sleep as and so morning would come as as fast as possible it was it was tough to fall asleep as a child when you were excited there's there's something very magical about this time of year and it, it, i don't know what it is you know just the, just the, the the tree and the lights and all the and the presents and the different things that that are going on and 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 honestly as we all get a little bit older, some of that magic kind of, kind of fades, if we're being truthful. And by the time that you're, you're 18 and 19 years old, you probably know exactly what you're getting for Christmas. In fact, you probably went and picked it out. I mean, what is that? 
My mother-in-law, she says, hey, while you're out shopping, if you guys find some for Christmas, go ahead and buy it. We'll reimburse you and then we'll wrap it up. What is that? <laughs> I mean, countless gifts I can remember. Mallory and Morgan opening and they're opening. They're like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember picking this out. I love the suspense. I love the surprise, you know. And, and I know sometimes it's taking a risk that you might get just a really crummy gift. But I'll take the risk because I love the suspense so much. You know, and, and then now I kind of... <laughs> Woo! We find out tomorrow. <laughs> And then, you know, now I kind of feel like life has gone full circle on me because, you know, being the parent of, of two small children, you know, some of that magic has, has kind of come back. And I, and, and now I, I completely understand why I need them asleep by 830. I, I complete, I get that. I understand the game now. I get it now. Whereas maybe I didn't get it at all before. And listen, whether you are religious or not, you have to admit that there's something that shifts in our culture this time of year. There's something that happens culturally in, in the United States and, and really worldwide that, that, that kind of crosses almost every area of culture. I know of nothing else like this time of season. It, it, and it doesn't matter what genre of music you like, wherever you are, whether you are folk, rap, country, rock, it does not matter. Uh, there are some, in, in, in the scope of things, this time of year, all of a sudden, everybody's programming just shifts. It doesn't matter if you listen to 102.5 who is playing Christmas just nonstop 24-7, or you listen to whatever, there could be, if you listen to something else, there could be little bits of Christmas music that's just dropped in. That's just everybody, there is this, there is this shift that has happened. All of a sudden, things begin to change this time of year. How many of you have been listening to Christmas music since August? Thank you for being honest this morning. It was very brave of you. How many of you not shut it off since last year? <laughs> awesome. You know, but there is this, there is this shift. All of a sudden, the landscape changes. There's, there's now lights on the houses. I risked my life this year. And I've already shared with you the windiest day of the year. I'm up on my roof hanging up Christmas lights. I, I, there, there, there's this shift. There's all of a sudden the things change. The landscape changes. There's now fake deer in everybody's yards. This, the, 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 the home decor changes. The smells in the homes changes for the good. And, and even the food. <laughs> Even the food that we eat, it shifts a little bit. I mean, all of a sudden, we're eating food that you don't eat any other time of the year. Right? Nobody on Thursday night goes, candied yams is what we're having for dinner tonight. Nobody. I'm not going to ask who does that because I'm scared. Um, you know, nobody does that. Nobody says, hey, we're going to go get some yams. We're going to put some marshmallows on them. It's Thursday night. That's what we're having. Nobody does that. Nobody comes in and says, hey, green bean casserole, we're smoking a ham. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Nobody does that. But we do that this time of year. There are certain things that we eat this time of year that really throughout the rest of the year, we probably don't get near them. And so, so you've got this going on, this shift. You've got the presents and you've got the trees and the yards decorated and food and, and music that makes us just nostalgic. 
it makes us just this warm, fuzzy, nice feel. You got all these things that start happening. And it's, it's one of the weirdest shifts culturally that we have. And I love every bit of it. I love every minute of it. I really do. I like getting presents and I like giving presents. I know you should probably say that the other way, but I believe I got it right. <laughs> Amen. But I, I, I love it. I enjoy both of those. The joy of giving, the joy of receiving. You've got all these really cool things that are going on this time of year. Such excitement, especially as a young child or if you have children or if you just have. It's just fun to just get with family and friends and let's celebrate the holidays. But here's my fear. And it's not, it's not a Christmas fear, to be honest with you. It's just a, just a consistent fear that I have for us. And my fear is that for all the tinsel in the trees, for all the presents, for all these lights and family coming in and food to be eaten, for all this stuff that we've got going on this time of year, for all the shadows, if we're not careful, we could possibly miss the form. And if you see the shadows but miss the form, then when everybody's set and everything is said and done, all you are left with is just a Tuesday afternoon. All you are left with, you'll have more trash than normal. You'll have a little more debt than normal. You'll have a few more pounds than normal. You'll have a dirtier house than normal, but besides that, that will be just what you have. Here's the thing, and what I want to convey to you this morning. If you empty this thing of its depth and you stay on the surface, I think you suck the life right out of what's really going on this time of year. So back to Luke 17. You could follow along with me. I'm going to read it again, verse 11. We find a very strange story about ten lepers. Luke 11 reads, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. And so the story is they don't want to get near Jesus. So they're standing a far way off. They're standing a great distance off. And they yell at him. They're saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Heal us. And Jesus says this. He says, go and show yourselves unto the priest. And in some way he's saying, I'm going to heal you. And so as they walk towards the priest, all ten of them are healed. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And that's pretty key to what's happening right here. The Samaritans at this point, if you remember, they were half-breed Jews who were, who were much racially profiled and outcast from Jewish society. So it's pretty significant, it's a pretty significant deal that the Jews don't return, but the Samaritan does. In fact, Jesus always tells these great stories sometimes where the Samaritan is the hero. It's probably one of the things that got him in hot water a lot of times. 
Now, now the Bible says, now he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Verse 20, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them. Now, I want to stop right here because I want us all to understand something about this question. Normally, when the Pharisees ask a question, they're trying to set Jesus up. They're trying to lay a trap. You see, throughout the Gospels, you will notice that when they asked Jesus a question, it was them just trying, they were plotting, they were trying to set him up. It was a trap. But that's not the case with this question. There is no shadiness with this question. They're literally asking, when is the kingdom of God coming? When is the kingdom? So here's the question we've got to ask ourselves. What is the kingdom of God? What exactly? What are they asking about? What is this thing that they are asking him about? You see, one thing you have to understand is the kingdom of God is not a New Testament idea, but it is in fact an Old Testament idea. And when you get into the Old Testament, you will find that the Old Testament and the Old Testament constantly points to outside of itself. In Genesis 1, you find God the creator. He creates it all. It's perfect. It's peace. It's innocence. It's beauty. It's depth. It's meaning. And God creates man and woman. And God is with them. God is near them. God is in relationship with them. It is the garden. It is perfection. And man and woman, they walk in the purpose for which they were created. This is our first picture of the kingdom of God. Now we know the story, sin enters into the world and fractures all of it. Sin fractures the kingdom of God. And what ends up happening now is instead of pursuing God, instead of worshiping God, we begin to worship created things so that our affections terminate on just those things and they don't rise up in worship to God as they should have, leaving everything else just completely hollow. Just completely empty. Everything gets broken. Everything gets fractured. The kingdom of God was fractured. Now God shows up a few generations later to a man by the name of Abraham. And he he comes to Abraham and says, from your line I'm going to create a people. And through this people I'm going to bless the entire world. And the kingdom of God will once again be ushered in through the line of Abraham. And so we have this covenant that was born and it pointed to a future day that was coming. So you've got the kingdom of God in the garden. You've got the kingdom of God promised again in the covenant with Abraham. And then you've got Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And for several generations, you have nothing that... Then Egypt gradually forgets about uh, uh, Joseph. And then all of a sudden, Charlton Heston is put as a baby in a basket. That's a joke. They put little Charlton Heston in a, as a baby in a basket and it floats down the river right to Pharaoh's palace. And then Moses becomes one of the Egyptian rulers. And, and, and then he sees one of his countrymen being beaten. So he kills the Egyptian. And then he runs into the wilderness for 40 years where he becomes a shepherd. And then God shows up and says, hey, we're out of here. We're going. It's time. It's the kingdom of God time. It's a land flowing with milk and honey time. 
And Moses, he's like, I can't do it. I stutter. Send somebody else. Send my brother. And he has all these excuses. And God finally says, no, I'm sending you. And so he then heads up to Egypt, walks up to Pharaoh and says, God sent me. Let my people go. But Pharaoh says no. And the scriptures say that God began to harden the heart of Pharaoh. And we know the story. Eventually, Moses leads God's people out of slavery right to the cusp of a land flowing with milk and honey. God's place for God's rule for God's people but there was some disobedience along the way that happened and Moses paid a terrible price for it and we learned that Moses was buried on the border he did not get to enter into the promised land Joshua brings the people into the promised land flowing with milk and honey all of this is kingdom of God imagery All of this is types and shadows of kingdom of God. And they go in. The problem was sin still remained. And it wasn't just 10 chapters from when they crossed the Red Sea until they built this golden cow to worship. They still had a sin problem. So finally, Israel establishes themselves as a nation with God as their king, and they go, no, we want a, we want a man as a king like other nations have. We want a, we want a man as our king, and God says, trust me, that's, that's not going, it's not going to go good for you. I'm trying to, God's like, I'm trying to do kingdom of God here. I'm trying to establish this right here, right now. But they go, no, we want a man. And they say, look at this guy. This guy is great. Let's make him our king. And so you've got this really imperfect picture of the kingdom of God with a human king who can never seem to get it right. Not one of them. And all of this is kingdom of God imagery for the Jew. And then from there you have David and you get Solomon and and it doesn't go much farther than Solomon. And the kingdom is broken up. The Jews are taken into exile. And from this moment on you get all of the Old Testament prophets. And what do they say? They begin to point to this great and glorious day of the coming of the kingdom of God. So they got it full on in the garden. Now they keep uh, getting it in these promises. They keep getting these shadows of it. The rule and the reign of the power of God in the present. It's what everything is built on for them. It's this big hope. And all the Old Testament prophets continue to go, there's this great day coming. There's this great day coming. There is a great day that is coming. In fact, Malachi chapter 4, the last chapter in the Old Testament, it's a chapter on the coming of the kingdom of God the great and glorious day so what are they asking about when they say when is the kingdom of God coming where is the kingdom of God you want to know what they're really asking with that question you want to know what they're really trying to figure out they're talking about the restoration of the fractured soul. They're asking about being relieved and removed from slavery, both external and internal. They're talking about a good, just, holy, right king who would lead them, protect them, and guide them. They're talking about the presence of God in their midst. That's what they're asking about. They are searching for a savior. They are looking for a savior 
And I would point out that it's not just their history that has them looking for this great and glorious day. In fact, the human soul, regardless of historical background, was hardwired for this. I want you to think think of how everyone seems to be on some level or another on some sort of savior search. Like some of us think it's some level of of economic prosperity. Some of us think it's relational. But all of us are asking the same thing the Pharisees were. When is this going to get here? When will there be peace in my mind and my heart? When will I find fullness? When will I find purpose? When will I find meaning? We live in a society, church, that is constantly searching for answers. We are constantly seeking a better way, seeking a better life, seeking a better income, more of this, more of that. You might have walked in here this morning searching for healing, for peace, for restoration, for salvation. And that's what the question is. When is the kingdom of God coming? When is this mess going to make sense when am i going to come across that thing that idea that place that brings all of life's experience both joy and sorrow under a purpose and puts me in a right direction when is it coming when is it coming when is it that's the question when now i want you to look at how jesus answers The Bible says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look here it is, or there it is. You see, they had it in their mind that there was going to be some sort of, some sort of, some sort of firework display, some sort of like moon turning to blood, this, this star fracturing into two falling on the earth, these images in their mind that were going to occur when the kingdom of God was ushered in. Even if it was just military signs, they were looking for a rebellion to fire up. They were looking for a marked defeat of, uh, of some Roman military camp. That's what they were looking for. And Jesus was saying, no, 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 no you're looking at the wrong things he's saying you're missing it here the kingdom of God is not coming like this or like that and you know what the irony is they were speaking to the coming of the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is not over here or over there I want you to look at what he says he says he says it is not look here it is or there it is for behold the kingdom of God is within you Jesus was saying hey I'm right here I'm right in front of you the kingdom is right here in the midst of you what's he what's he saying what's the message this is what he's saying you know what he's saying the restoration that was broken in Genesis 3 it's here the fulfillment of the covenant with Abraham it's here freedom from slavery both external and internal it's here he's saying your king your guide your provider the lover of your soul he is here I would like to submit to you this morning that he's here today. He's everything you're looking for in this life and the life to come. He's the peace and the joy that your heart is searching for. He's the purpose that you are desperately seeking after. He's the freedom. 
that you need. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord today? The kingdom of God is here. He's here. What was fractured in Genesis 3 between us and God, the enmity in our hearts toward him is removed and replaced with worship and affection. Sonship is now given. The kingdom of God is here. So back to our 10 lepers. This is a crazy week. Can we agree? This is a wild, crazy week. Does anybody have to work this week? Yes. We got to work this week. It's, 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 it's crazy. Maybe some of you even have to work Christmas Day. It's, it's, it's crazy because even if we go to work, it's like we can't get anything done. Seriously, like we just can't get anything done. And maybe it's because we have some crazy family coming into town. Or maybe that's just my family. I don't know about your family and stuff. You know, maybe we have that crazy aunt that's coming and you got to hide stuff from her and all this. No, I'm just kidding. That's not my family. (laughs) You know, it's this crazy time right now. And so many things to do and so many things to prepare for. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy week where we put a ton of emphasis on so many things. But I simply ask you this morning, are you placing your emphasis on the right thing? Are we celebrating the right thing? Don't get me wrong this morning. I love this time of year. It's, it's, it's time for family. It's time for friends. I want you to get as many presents. I want to get presents. Don't get me wrong up here. But is that where the weight of our emphasis should be? What are we really celebrating? And the truth of the matter is our emphasis should be on the incarnation. I I believe our emphasis should be and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. Our emphasis is on the incarnation of the son of God, the coming of the kingdom. That's, uh, That's where we should put our emphasis, our attention, the weight, that's what we are celebrating. So at some level, church, you have to start going, am I really celebrating that? There are a lot of things that are going on this time of year that are very poor substitutes for what is actually going on right now. Things that can't even compare And I'm wondering if we're not careful as our music comes this morning. If we, if we're not careful, if we might make it all the way to the priest instead of coming back to where we really should be. And that's on our faces in worship to Jesus Christ. I'm wondering if in the end there might be a lot of cool presents and maybe great family times and a great day or two off of work, but a complete swing and miss when it comes to what we're really supposed to be celebrating here, and that is the kingdom of God.
Church, this is why the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, when you've got the roll call of the faith, the writer of Hebrews says, you get something that all of these men and women just longed for. He says, like Moses, he just hoped for it. Abraham just hoped for it. Isaiah just prophesied on it and hoped for it. But you get to know it. You get to walk in it. You get to worship it. You get to exalt it. It's not hope for you alone. It's here. The kingdom of God is here. That's what we should be celebrating That's what we should be teaching our children. That's what we should be enjoying. Because I think the other option is to get all the way to the priest and go, hey, look at us. We're clean. Hey, look at this. What a cool gift. What a cool present. I got this gift. Hey, look at us. Here's your remote control truck. Here's your, here's your new computer. Hey, look at us. We've done well. My stocking is full. It's full this year. We have tons of gifts on the tree. Again, don't misunderstand me. Please have presents. Please have family over. Have a great time. But just be sure we're celebrating what we're supposed to be celebrating. Right. The kingdom is here. Christ has come. We will not have a third testament for all that was written in the old was fulfilled in God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. So this isn't some nostalgic handing out of gifts. It's a celebration that the kingdom is here. Yes! Over and over again in the, in the gospels, Jesus tells stories and then he says these words. He who has an ear, let him hear. He who has eyes, let him see. This is my hope for you today that we might be able to throw out all the commercial jargon and just see him. I want to see him in the presence. I want to see him in the tree. I want to see him in the family get together. I want to see him in, 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 in the next day. I want to see him in my car because that's what we were created for. Yes. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? In the next couple of days, when you are sitting around a Christmas tree with friends and family, opening up gifts that loved ones took the time to try and pick out just the perfect one. Church, I hope that you would hear the words of Jesus in Matthew 7 saying, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? And if we can hear those words, now all of a sudden in that moment, it's more than a Christmas gift. 
It's more than a new toy. It's more than a new sweater. It's more than a tree in presence. Now all of a sudden there's something deeper. There's something divine in the room. All of a sudden something so ordinary becomes so spiritual and vital. God still lingers even after all the gifts have been opened. Because the kingdom is here. The kingdom of God is here. Jesus Christ is everywhere. He's everywhere for those who have eyes to see. I want to see him. I want to see him in our giving. I want to see him in our receiving. I want to see him in our family get-togethers. I want to see him in my child's face as they're beaming with such joy on Christmas morning. A little over 2,000 years ago, God entered this world as a baby. The kingdom had come. Mary sits there holding him in her arms. And at this point in history, the human being who best understands who God is and what he is doing is a teenage girl in a stable. She looks into the face of that baby and somehow she knows she's holding God in the flesh. And I believe at this point she remembers the words of the angel. His kingdom will never end. His kingdom will never end. All of this is going on and meanwhile the city still hums the city still function townspeople unaware that God has visited the innkeeper would never believe that he had just sent God into the cold and the people would scoff at anyone who told them that the Messiah lay in the arms of a teenage girl in the outskirts of their village they were too busy to consider the possibility you see church those who missed the the arrival of his majesty that night it wasn't because of evil acts or evil intentions no they missed it because they simply weren't looking little has changed in the last 2,000 years he that hath an ear let him hear and he that hath an eye let him see would you bow your head close your eyes in this place the kingdom of God is here and in your search this morning I'm here to tell you, you don't have to search any farther. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to guess. You don't have to see what's around the next corner because the kingdom is here right now. You might have walked in here brokenhearted. You might have walked in here just searching. I need peace. I need fulfillment. I need purpose. Why am I still on this planet, still breathing in air? Can I tell you that Jesus is here to fulfill that? Jesus is here to give you purpose. He's here to touch your heart today. 
I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss him because I know there's coming another day. And I believe that the emphasis is on the here and now. If we can see him now, we'll be able to see him when he comes again. We'll be ready for him. I wonder if we could gather into this altar this morning just as a just as a church can we just can we gather in this morning would you grab somebody the hand would you walk down to the altar would you just get with your family right now get with maybe some get with a visitor somebody would you just gather all the way into this altar this morning I want to just take a few moments here to celebrate that night that happened over 2,000 years ago it was a dark night, it was a cold night, but all of a sudden light shone through. And that is what we are here celebrating today. The kingdom has come. The kingdom has here. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.